Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we hope to inspire you by the information, the purpose, and the passion shared by the guests on our show. There's all kinds of great things going on in our community that are making a big impact, and we want to make sure to highlight the people that make it a priority to make a difference. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So today we're going to talk about the concept of leaving a legacy. So what comes to your mind when you think of building a legacy? You know, we talk about that at EIG with clients. And in fact, we have a seminar that we do appropriately titled Leaving a Legacy. So what's that about? What does that mean? I read a book a while ago called High Impact Life. And in it, it said, live for your eulogy, not your resume. I really like that little pearl of wisdom. Because so many people, when they think of legacy, they view it in terms of their wealth, Right. They look at uh, the positions they've held, the companies they've built, the wealth they've amassed. They want to show their impressive resume, and that is indeed part of it. But if that's all you look at, what will people think or say after you leave this world? What will be said at your eulogy? He made a lot of money? Well, (laughs) I'm going to guess that our listeners would want to hear more than just that. High Impact Life, this book I read by Peter Ochas, uh, also talked about the fact that life is a gift given to you. The way you live your life is your gift to those who come after you. This book is just filled with lots of pearls of wisdom. In fact, Winston Churchill must have read a similar book when he said, we make a living by what we get and we make a life by what we give. So leaving a legacy is so much more than building great wealth. Today, uh, you'll learn about an organization that is led by a woman with a mission. Nothing like a woman on a mission, right? She lives her life with this idea of building and leaving a legacy with an emphasis on a giving outreach philosophy. And then she shares this philosophy within the walls of her organization with clients and employees, as well as out in the community. Here today to tell her story of inspiration and impact is the founder of Ellen Becker Investment Group and Senior Wealth Advisor, Karen Ellen Becker. So welcome to the show today, Karen. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you. It's so funny to be on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> I know. You know, we haven't done this before. We've had other EIG employees on because they support a cause, but we've yes. never actually had you on on the show. This is a first time. Um, and I know many people have heard your story because you've been on the radio for over 30 years. But I'm excited for people who perhaps don't know you or know your story to learn more about you. So can you give us a little bit of background on how you got to where you are today and why this idea of leaving and building a legacy is so important to you? Boy, how I got here today. You know, I think the one thing that I have learned in terms of leaving a legacy, and you hit a nail on the head, I guess you would say, that it's so important to think about something more than the financial piece of it. And of course, being in the financial business, that's where we always always go to. It's um, return on investment. And what I really believe now is it's return on community. And that's part of the legacy. And it can be a little bit confusing when you start to think about it and you're young and you start out and you try to think about money and the earnings that you're going to have and leaving something to your kids. But one of the things that I've learned and how I've gotten to where I am is that I always looked at how I could make things better, 
How could I make the world better? How could I make it better for my employees, for my family, for my community? And that's part of the legacy. And when I've been talking to my clients, I mean, right now, there's a little saying that I also know. I'm 72 years old. And um, for the longest time, I was saying I was 50, and then my son turned 50. <laughs> and then I knew I was lying. And I thought to myself, you know what? I Maybe I'm at 50, but I can live like I'm 50. And mm-hmm. I can enjoy my life. And really what it's about is having that positive attitude. And how can I do more? How can I be more? How can I continue to learn? And when I look at my return on, on the community, it just inspires me because there's so much going on in this world right now. And we're so disengaged from each other. And I think about what did I learned through all of this. For me, I learned that you have to really be true to yourself. And the one thing that as I pushed, and I have to say, um, Jill, that I was one of those people. I was divorced. I had, you know, three kids and I didn't have any money. Everything was about the bottom line. I mean, I had to support them. I had to figure out how I was going to put food on the table. And for many of you that don't know my story, I never went to college. And it was for me a huge amount of shame that I had very much difficulty getting over thinking that I was worthy because college was the biggest thing at that time when I was going to school in 1967. And uh, so I carried that with me a long time. And because I was so driven, the one thing that I missed was appreciating the moments. Mm. All the things Big and small, right? that got me to where I am, the beautiful awards that I've, I've been granted and Um, the children and grandchildren. And I didn't stop because I was always trying to get to the next thing. I was always looking for, well, what's the next thing to prove that I'm good or I'm worthy? And so as I look back now, I have such a different appreciation for what is leaving a legacy. And you're so right. It's not about the bottom line. First of all, everyone thinks that money is wealth. Time is wealth. Mm -hmm. How much time do you allocate to the things that are important to you? You know, we have 164 hours in a week, I believe it is. And if you draw a line, an L backwards, and on the bottom you put on there time, and then on the right-hand side of that L you put energy, and then way over in the corner of the left list all the things that are important to you. Like a job, we go to work and we work 40, 60 hours, 50 hours, whatever it is. Then you've got your children. And I was just talking to my son, John, the other day, and I said, you've got two dogs. You've got to allocate at least an hour a day to the dogs. <laughs> you can't own dogs and you know not spend That's time right. with them. That's right. And you've got a, grand, a granddaughter, and, um, and you like to go exercise. Well, we put on his list, all the things that he likes to do. And when we looked at him, I said, you don't have energy to do all that. He had only four hours left and half his list wasn't even on there. Mm-hmm. And part of the legacy is not doing too much and is having time and making time part of your wealth. And I also think giving back to the community, when you lift yourself, you lift, you know, you, you lift others, you lift yourself. Mm-hmm. And I find that through all the difficulties that I have experienced in my life, there was always a part of me that was giving back or looking for another way to make things better. And it just sort of balanced itself out. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's the big surprise, and you'll learn more about it today, is that even though you go 
through some of these really difficult times, you don't understand them. And you wonder, why is this happening? And all of a sudden, in this case, it was 21 years later, it became very clear what what was all happening and why it was. And it's not always on our time, but if we have faith and if we believe that there is a bigger calling, there are reasons that we go through these things. And some of the things that I've gone through have, I think, made me a really good advisor because I have empathy and understanding for the things that people go through. And I think you you often talk about, or we talk about in the firm, the idea of this whole person approach and how I, I think that lends itself very well to this idea of leaving and building a legacy because, as you said, it's not just that one wealth piece. It's all areas of your life, all the things, all the experiences that you've had and what, what you bring to the table and how you can pass that on to, to the next generation. I think the, the audience should learn a little bit more about our, our give-back philosophy, actually the philosophy of yours and Julie's, and how you share it within the walls of EIG. There are so many things that we do. Can you share some of the different ways that, that this philosophy of yours is, is shared right here at EIG? Well, one of the things that we did several Christmases ago, actually Thanksgiving ago, was decided to give each one of my grandchildren $500 for basically Christmas. We did it at Thanksgiving, and each one of them could choose a charity of their choice to give it to. And that was a way that I could model my belief in giving back. And the experience that I had was that they got so excited, and they did their own research. And some of the things that they selected, like Savannah gave to the Humane Society, and Taylor gave to an African group. She had been to Africa, and um, my son Jeffrey gave to Guitars for Vets, and each one of them picked something. And Julie and I talked about it, and we said the way everybody lit up when they had the ability to give back. And so we decided to do that within our company. Mm-hmm. And on every one of our employees' anniversary, they get $1,000 that they can give to any charity of their choice. And it's absolutely amazing the feelings. We just recently did a survey in our company as to you know what they like about working at EIG. And right at the top of the list was that we get this gift of $1,000 that we can give to anyone that we want to and and something we believe in. And, you know, it's hard to come up with money to give away when I know when I was supporting, I didn't have money to give even though I wanted to. But to be able to have this opportunity to support something you believe in. And what it's done is it's connected us not just as a team but as a family because we all realize the importance of continuing our legacy for Ellen Becker Investment Group in the community. And I love that piece of it because, again, you t- you've said this before, you know, that we're a family here. And in addition to that, EIG gives on a quarterly basis to four charities, and those are determined by the leadership uh, in the organization. But it goes beyond that. You know, you bring in the employees, and you, you're, you're basically saying, you know, we, we want you to, to find something that you can really be passionate about and to give to that cause, and we want to be a part of it. And it's, it's just fantastic. Well, you Jill, guys, I have to just ask you really quickly, what is your title again? Director of Community Outreach. 
<laughs> and so I have to give you the kudos because you're out there as well looking for ways that we can have an impact in our community, ways that a lot of the, the smaller charities who don't have financial wherewithal to you know go out there and market themselves, you're out there with your feet on the ground. And I always say your toes in the ground and you are really looking for ways that EIG can can have a positive impact other than our whole financial side you know we have you on our team out there looking and helping us to find ways that really do make a difference because that's that's what it really is about mm-hmm. every day you can go home and i know you do and you say i have made a difference yeah and that's that's really what it's about right yes. is is loving what you do and it's easy <laughs> to do obviously because of your your philosophy in 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 the outreach area well we talk all the time about community impact and how important it is to model this giving strategy in your business and your personal life to leave an impactful legacy uh, we're going to actually take a quick commercial break but when we return, we're going to learn how Ellen Becker Investment Group carries this give back outreach philosophy into the community. We're going to learn more about that after we return. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking today with our founder and senior wealth advisor, Karen Ellenbecker. So, Karen, we learned a little bit about uh, things that are done within the walls of EIG, uh, and and I think the importance of getting outside of the walls and impacting the community at large is is a great example of giving back. Um, so let's just talk briefly about some of the ways that, that EIG is doing that and doing it well. You know, Jill, there's so many things that have evolved over time, and we grow, and we grow within our community, and we grow within our business, and starting out to do the radio show over 30-some years, and being able to say that I've never sold a product on the radio show, that it was all about education, and it isn't a call-in, and it was done purposefully that way, so that within an hour, we could actually provide education, and we could go deep into any type of a conversation to help people to make choices around their finances and their estate planning, their businesses. So that was one big thing. And then that led us to our billboards. And we don't sell anything on our billboards either. It's all about putting out a positive message that not only deals with people's financial wealth, but deals with their entire life. So one of them was, um, before we invest, we listen. And it's sort of like, does my doctor listen to me? Does my attorney listen to me? Does my wife listen to me? Do my kids listen to me? And it sparks a thought, you know, how could I put a boundaries? How can I do things differently? So all of our messaging that we put out there, either in print or on billboards, is really all about positive enforcement and education. And when I look at, you know, for me, I did a, a TED Talk um, this year, and it was really hard because, Jill, I go back to your opening statement where you say we do our resume and all the things we've accomplished we make a list and when I was initially invited to do it and it was called positive disruption sat down and I had a list of you know all the things that I accomplished and one of the big surprises and one of the lessons that I learned was that it really wasn't about me and people didn't want to know what I did they wanted to know how I did it and why I did it and ultimately 
as I said about raising my kids, first it was all about money. And then I realized that it was about living for your values. And so my talk is all about the things that I experienced and how sticking to my values and doing it what was right is what really got me to where I am and being happy and proud of it and knowing that there's no dead bodies left behind. I mean, it was really not about the list of what you did, but why you did it and how you did it and how you lived your life. And that's really the legacy that I have hoped to leave really to my family and to my grandchildren especially. I look at the world today and it's a hard world. And I know that I felt that way when my kids were growing up too. But it just seems like we're so divided, and it seems like our community isn't strong. We're communities helping community, and one of the things we're going to talk about in a little while is children helping children. And I feel that the more that we can do as a company and role model to other companies, the more that we can do, people say to me all the time, oh, my God, they copy your billboards. And I say, great. Yes, I yeah. say that is exactly what God wants me to be doing is to making a positive interruption. It's not always about a disruption, but it does, you know, in my radio show. And, but it's a compliment. And I feel that that's how we can make a difference is really coming together as businesses to do business right and to do business ethically is the best role modeling that I can do. Mm. And, again, I, I think it's important to share um, all the ways that we impact the community. This show is about impacting the community, and yes. we love to look at the positive. I mean, there's plenty of negative out there, but if we look for the positive, we can find it, and we like to highlight that positivity on the show. Talk about people that are doing great things. Talk about what it is they're doing so people that are listening can get some ideas. And so it's very easy for me to go out and talk about, you know, sing the praises of Ellen Becker because of all the great things that we do, you know, all, in addition to the things that you've talked about, you know, we have this education center. Education is, is foundational for us, right? So we have this education center that we do a lot of internal things. We use it for a lot of internal things. But I think it's important for the community to understand that it's open for the community. We have these special interest groups that use it on a monthly basis. I lead a Bible study. We have a veterans group. We have a sustainability group, Inspire to Retire, and a Widows Connected group. And this is, again, not only available for clients, but it's available to the public. And so these are there's so many ways that we're giving back. We have a charitable foundation, obviously the Money Sense radio show that's been on the air for 30-plus years, and now the Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community going on its fourth year. Um, so many ways that we're making an impact. And that just gets back to this idea of leaving uh, and building this legacy, that it is not just a about the wealth that you amass in your life. Return community. Yes, yeah. And how are people doing it? And let's share it. You know, I had interviewed a, a nonprofit a while ago that said she was so frustrated with some of the other nonprofits she talked about because they didn't want to share what they were doing because they thought, we're all vying for the same grants out there. <laughs> and she said, that's not what it is. You know, we're all on the same side here. We're all looking for the common good. And you talked about that with, with before, about some of the things that you're doing. So we just want to make sure people understand all the ways that we are reaching out to the community. Uh, and if you're ever interested in finding out and learning more, you can contact me at jill at ellenbecker.com. I would love for people to hear your story about how this next project came about. Uh, it kind of was as a result of that 
challenge, those struggles, that experience that you went through, and really a wonderful blessing was created in the process. It's one that actually encapsulates this whole idea of give back and outreach and making a difference in the lives of others. They say that God does not waste any pain, any opportunity, and that this is a great example of that, what Karen is going to share next. So stay tuned, and we're going to learn more about this exciting new project Karen and her granddaughter Taylor are working on. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And in these remaining segments, we're going to talk to Karen and her granddaughter, Taylor Ellen Becker, about this exciting new project and how it came about. So thanks for joining us today, Taylor. Um, Why don't you and Karen just take the floor and just talk about what led to this project? Well, it was a big surprise, as so many projects are. All of a sudden, something happens, and you have this idea that, again, you can make a difference. And mine goes back to my two granddaughters, Taylor and Autumn, who, when they were two and three years old, I fought for custody of them. Their mother and their father were not in a position to raise them, and so they came to live with me. And when they were little like that, everything was just great. Um, It was fun, and they were going to nursery school, and it was just really, everything was going along smoothly until they got into school. And when they got into first grade and second grade, um, the kids really realized that they didn't have a mom and dad that were dropping them off at school and going to school events and doing the things that all the other kids were doing. And they started getting teased and um, really um, bullying. And it was it was so difficult for me because Taylor would often say things like, Nana, where's my mom? And, you know, in many situations like this, a parent has passed away and they can say their parent is gone but Taylor's parent wasn't gone she just didn't have any idea we didn't have any idea where she was and so Taylor started having night terrors and um, not sleeping and dreaming and I was just besides myself I, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to say and every night we would watch Disney movies and after that go to bed, say prayers, and they'd go to sleep and Taylor would always have difficulties falling asleep. And the night before we had watched the Aladdin on TV. And on that day I stopped at Kohl's and I was picking up a few things and I saw sheet and pillowcase sets that looked like clouds, beautiful, fluffy clouds. And I bought them. And that night I said to the girls after we were done um, watching our movie and as they were going to bed, I said, I have a surprise for you. And so we took off the sheets and we put on these cloud sheets. And then I took out the pillowcase and I said to them, this is magic. These are magic pillows. And you can close your eyes after your prayers and you can go and find your mom anywhere that you want to in the world. And I still remember Taylor saying, but Nana, where would she be? (laughs) And I said, she could be under an apple tree or she could be working or she could be walking. Uh, But it doesn't matter where she is because you can go and you can tell her that you love her and find out what her day was. And it's the craziest thing. They never 
had bad dreams again, no night terrors. They slept through the night, and it was, I didn't think about it. It was salvation for me. I mean, it was a way that I was surviving <laughs> with these two little girls. And um, But now, fast forward to 2018, and Taylor is 22 years old, and she's in Minneapolis driving home to spend Thanksgiving with me. And she walked in the house carrying this pillowcase, this pillow, and I looked at her and I go, oh, Taylor, I mean, that's had a lot of wear and tear. <laughs> and she said, no, no, I wash it every single week. And I said, well, I have this brand new wash machine with sanitizers and all that. You can throw it in the wash machine. So on Sunday morning, she did that, and she came up with her pillow, and you know, it was all with the, with the feathers all stuck together. <laughs> and I said, well, throw it back in the dryer with some tennis shoes, and it'll be fine. Well, she did that, but she forgot it. Uh oh. And when I went downstairs to do laundry, um, there it was. And I looked at my watch, and she was already halfway to Minneapolis. And I called her, and I said, Taylor, you forgot your pillow. And she said, she just paused. And she said, Nana, I've never not slept with it, ever. What will I do? And I said, Pam will get it to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Pam is our big helper in the office. And um, so that night I went to bed and I tossed and I turned and I just, I was so un unsettled. And that next morning, having to get to work, I got in the shower and um, I heard a voice. And the voice said, any child who has been separated from someone they love um, should have a pillow. And so I called my good friend Chip Duncan, and that day I called my friend uh, Phil Remmers, the attorney, and literally the day that God spoke to me, I started the foundation Pillows with Wings, and it has been the most beautiful journey because we started out by doing it because it was going to bring Taylor and I closer together, mm -hmm. and um we had a friend of ours, yours and mine, Christelle, helped, helped us write it. And um, I showed it to Jonathan Jackson. I'm on the Milwaukee Film Board. And he said, oh, my gosh, you've got to make a film out of this. And then I sat down and I shared my story with Willie Porter. And within three days, based on some of Willie's um, life experience, he wrote the most beautiful Here With Me um, song and... And then we, I was introduced to um, Jolanda Rogers with a company called Talk, and she recognized it as a movement, and it has grown into this most beautiful opportunity. We have what we call Taylor's Kits, which are a pillowcase. We have um, a song that goes with it. We have a, a companion workbook. We have the book itself. And it's really now been designed that it can be taught in schools and it can be um, read to a child. And what's really been the blessing in it is that Taylor and I started out writing this and Taylor shared so many things that I didn't know from her perspective because I was coming from my perspective as the grandma raising two children, but she had her own perspective as the child being raised by a grandma. And one of the things that we did all the time was we went to Kohl's and <laughs> we would shop. And one of the things at that time, we didn't have phones that had all the memory for photos. Mm -hmm. And we would go into the um, frame aisle and pick out frames and do pictures. That was always a big thing. 
And she said to me one day, you know, Nana, when we used to go down that aisle, she said, I would look at those families and those picture frames, and I would wonder, where's my family? Who's my family? Who do I belong to? And it would make her really sad. And I could never have known that. I was going down with the idea that we're doing pictures for Aunt Julie and Uncle Tom and all of that. But So there are things that we don't know that um, having these conversations, and that's what the book is about, is it's about love, loss, and forgiveness. And one of the phrases in Willie's songs, he says, I forgive you for not being there. And when you look at what's going on in this world, and I look at other friends and people that I know that have had difficulties in school and bullying, can you only imagine what the world might be like if instead of children hurting children, children were loving children and taking care of children? And how do we do that? We do that through empathy. Mm-hmm. And my feeling is is that modeling that for our children. And right now the world is turned upside down and helping children to feel and to um, be able to be empowered to do the right thing is what the book is about. And it's not just about the children being read to. The book impacts the reader in a way that's almost you can't imagine. And it opens up their feelings. And so it's a win-win. And now I have to introduce my granddaughter, Taylor, who is sitting (laughs) next to me smiling. And it has been, you talked about leaving a legacy. Ask your grandchildren questions. And I cannot tell you how beautiful it has been to do this project with Taylor. I I can just imagine. I mean, Taylor, you spoke with Karen at a recent uh, Fellowship of Extraordinary Mm -hmm. Women event. And, you know, it's not easy to get in front of people and bear your soul and tell your story. But I think for for those listening, because we never know who's out there listening, and I think it's important for them to understand that everybody can make an impact. And so here you are now at 25 years old, and uh, you've got this opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others. So tell us all the, the places that you're looking to um, to make that difference. I understand you want to get into schools. Yeah, so um, Pillows with Wings, it's kind of started with just this idea me and my grandma had, and it's kind of blossomed into everything. I used to live in Minnesota for about five years, and every day my grandma was calling me and calling me, we should do this. Oh, I just spoke to this person, and all of a sudden it's this, and it has completely changed from what we originally thought it would be. We do have kits, as my grandma mentioned earlier. They contain a My Pillow Has Wings book, a pillowcase and our workbook. Our workbook is pretty long. It's for kids to work with their parents and adults or whoever and it goes on by explaining like how to deal with emotions, happiness, sadness and most importantly emotions like empathy. Um, it also does it does contain um, the song that Willie Porter wrote. It's absolutely beautiful and that came along with the idea of kind of what you want to listen to right before you go to bed and it's a song mm. about just love and it's absolutely beautiful you'd have to listen to it. i think it's on spotify and itunes and all of those platforms out there um but these kits are extraordinary we hope to get them into schools we've been giving some out they are all they are also for sale 
but yeah, they're pretty great. And you want to get into churches because this does come from a faith perspective, right? You had yeah. you had talked about how important your faith is to you. And obviously, we understand that we can't um, elaborate on that perspective in the school so that Mm -hmm. you've made it available uh, for use in the schools. And so we want people to, again, this show is all about highlighting great things that are going on. And this is certainly something that falls in that category. You know, you... You want to get it into the schools. You want to get it into the churches. You want to get it in the hands of those people that are helping the kids. Correct. Correct? Yeah. Um, I had interviewed uh, an organization a while back that was the nonprofit was put together because of this idea of bullying. And when I talked to the woman, she was in tears talking about the things that she sees on a daily basis from a bullying perspective. And I think it's it's interesting what you said, Karen, before. We don't know what someone else is going through. We can't possibly understand that. They are walking through it. It's their journey. And I think it's so awesome for, for that you guys have put your journey down in written form, and now anybody can can uh, get the book, get the workbook. Share again how what's all involved in these tailor kits. Well, I think, Jill, you know, one of the, one of the things that we started out with was the book, and it is it really is beautiful and the illustrations are amazing but then we developed through talk who helped us to put 10 lessons on understanding big feelings and i think it's really important to have children be able to identify what feelings they're feeling and when they're looking at a situation where another child is being hurt that they learn how to have a voice to step in in a way that's safe for them and to intercede or to have a positive um, impact so that that child isn't continue to be bullied mm-hmm. by maybe be, having the courage to say, how would you feel if somebody said that to you? But the whole book that is in, in the kit builds on on each other, and it really does attempt to model and illustrate empathy. And as I said earlier, this whole idea behind helping children to feel comfortable um, having a a positive um, impact on on another child. People don't want to generally watch someone get hurt, but they don't know how to express it. And so my feeling on the book is that it's going to not only help children, but help adults that are reading this to a child to understand how they can help them to be stronger, to have a feeling of their own faith, and to give them the courage to believe in themselves because it's fear that makes people hurt each other. And the Taylor's kits are not only the book, which my understanding is you can get the book on Amazon.com, yes. correct? Um, but it has this workbook that Karen was, was just talking about. It has the pillowcase, and it also has the song. And yes. we know that songs can really pack a punch, right? Yes. I mean, it it helps you to understand how someone might be feeling. It helps you get through things. It helps exemplify a message uh, that you're trying to get across. And so we want to make sure that people understand all the ways that they can get access to this, this wonderful project. And so we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll help our, our audience to understand how they can get involved. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in this last segment with Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor of Ellenbecker Investment Group, and her granddaughter, Taylor Ellenbecker. We're talking about this great project that was birthed a couple years ago called Pillows with Wings and the impact that it's having out in the community. And I think people hearing your story would agree that this book is a great tool to get into the hands of not only the kids, but also into the hands of professionals who work with kids, into schools, into hospitals, orphanages, churches, and just having the opportunity to share a story of, of impact. You know, if, if uh, uh, Taylor, you want to just take a few minutes and just share with us what this project has meant to you? Pillows with Wings, for me, it's really important because I do have a faith in God. And even though, like, our workbook is not based around God itself, it is based around having that special best friend or a support system or whoever you see as your higher power. To me, that is God. For other people, it might be something else. And it's just the matter of being accepting of everybody and being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and show that empathy that's so important to me. Not only was I raised by my grandma, but I'm currently in a situation where I am raising my two-year-old niece. I've had her since she was about seven months old, and it was a completely new experience for me being a single parent who never even had a child before. And so... A lot of what my grandma taught me growing up, I have been able to do for my niece Jasmine. I've been able to teach her things, even though she's still so little, but I've been able to pass on those traditions and those feelings and be able to express how the the support that I have for her, like my grandma had for me. Mm. And so Pillows with Wings is just very dear to my heart in the situation of where I grew up as in the situation where my niece is growing up. And just think about this. Again, we talk about the whole idea of the show being this building and leaving a legacy. You think about how your nana, Karen Ellenbecker, has built a legacy, left a legacy with you, shared on, passed on to you those things that she feels are important. And you're doing that with Jasmine. Yeah. And you're starting to build your legacy and and you're you're going to be leaving a lasting legacy as well, which is uh, again so awesome. Tell the audience all the different ways that, that they can get their hands on the book, the, the kit. There's a, a place that they can go for texting. There's a website. Share, share all the different ways that people can get their hands on this great thing. Yeah, um, there are a number of different ways that you can be involved in our community, our Pillows with Wings community. Um, the first one is that the book is actually for sale on Amazon as of right now. You can go on Amazon.com and look for Pillows with Wings and it will pop up there for you. The second way is we do have a texting number where you can stay in contact with us and stay in touch with us and get more information with us. What it does is you, you text a code to this number and it will ask you a few questions like your name, and your last name and that is so that we know that you're interested in staying in contact with us. The code word is going to be fly together F-L-Y-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R all one word and you're going to text that code to 855-508-1325. And just share that number one more time for those of us that are slow to write it down. (laughs) So the number again (laughs) is 855-508-1325. And it's just the code word fly together, all one word. 
Finally, after that book launch that my grandma was talking about earlier, the Taylor's kits will be available for people. So after the book launch, we will have these um, for sale, and it will include the things we were talking about before, the book, the pillowcase, the song. I think it will also have the workbook as well. And we're hoping to have people interested in those. They're really good, and they're, we want to get them out into the community. And then lastly, why don't you share, Taylor, your contact information so if somebody wants to just talk with you or get answers to more questions. Yeah, of course. So you can contact me at taylor at ellenbecker.com. My first name is spelled T-A-E-L-O-R, a little complicated, but at ellenbecker.com. And Ellen Becker, same as Karen Ellenbecker. Um, you can email me or you can give the office a call and ask for me. Absolutely. So again, if uh, if you want to learn more about it, get more information, you can contact Taylor at Taylor at ellenbecker.com, T-A-E-L-O-R at ellenbecker.com, or you can reach out to me, Jill at ellenbecker.com. It's a little easier, I think. <laughs> um, and we'd be happy to get the information to you. This is such an exciting project. We want to make sure that it, we can get it into the hands of people who have a circle of influence, and we want to just share ways that people can can do that. Can you give us ideas on all the ways that people can get their hands on this? One of the things is on October 18th, we are going to have our book launch and a fundraiser. We would love to have anyone join us on the 18th at the Wisconsin Club downtown. And we do need an RSVP because we are going to have some really great food that's going to take us back um, back to our own childhood. And it should be really a lot of fun. Willie Porter is going to be there, and he is going to do the song for the first time live for our guests. And if you do want to go, you can RSVP to Kurt at pillowswithwings.com. Again, that's Kurt at pillowswithwings.com. But my goal is that I really would like to get 2,500 books in the hands of children in 2022. If you are out there and if you like the project and you see a need, we would really like to have you donate so the donation will go to the creation of Taylor's Kits. Um, it includes the book, the pillow, and the workbook, just like we stated before. It will be distributed to children's parents and educators in southeastern Wisconsin. And they can go to pillowswithwings.com. And there, there is a link and a little button you can press that says donate. You can donate whatever. Every little bit helps. Mm. And there's something you can do that doesn't cost a dime, and that is to pray for this for this uh, project because it has God's hands written all over it, and and it's it's going to go places, and we're 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 excited to see where it's all going to go. But we never have enough time to talk about everything we want to talk about. We're uh, just trying to plant a little mustard seed to get people to go to get more information, and so. Taylor and Karen just shared what uh, what you can do to do that. But one last thing before we close, Karen, do you have some, some closing thoughts that you want to leave with our audience? Well, I would like our audience to commit to being kind and to role modeling for the people around them that are watching them, that whenever they have an opportunity that they see something can be done better, that they take the risk and they have the courage to do the right thing and to be kind to each other. And as I said earlier, what a world of difference it would be if we could model for our children, for children to be kind to children. So my one last request from everyone would be to commit 
to having empathy, to being able to, as Taylor said earlier, walk in someone else's shoes, to be kind and to spread love. It would change everything that's going on in our world today. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thank you both for sharing your experiences and your challenges, your struggles, your joy, the blessings, the opportunities that have come about as a result. So thank you, Karen Ellenbecker and Taylor Ellenbecker, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are making an impact in our community and beyond. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. We're excited to share that now we can hear us on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So my call to action today is to take some time to think about your legacy plan. How can you inspire and how can you impact someone with a giving outreach strategy? Take into consideration those things that you care about and go out and make a difference in some way. Find that special something that results in you being a blessing to someone somewhere and giving a blessing all at the same time. Thanks for tuning in today and have a great day.